Here comes Jack Hughes. Look at the pass to Noah Cates with a move and a goal! 1-0 Team USA. Josh Norris on a breakaway. Look out, his shot. Score! Josh Norris with another tally. And it's 2-0 Team USA. A broken stick at the worst possible time, and Kansas tournament is over. How's it going, everybody? This is the Charging Buffalo Podcast, Season 3, Episode 19. I am Joe, and I'm joined by Luke once again. And we're back after our little holiday hiatus there for a little bit, but we're going to be back once a week for the foreseeable future. Mm -hmm. But the only difference in this episode, the Sabres are really free-falling right yeah. now. Two points... No, one point ahead of the Montreal Canadiens and two points ahead of the New York Islanders. So it's not looking too bright right now, but maybe we'll talk you guys off the ledge today. Who knows? First off, I'd like to say I hope everybody had a very Merry Christmas holiday slash New Year because I know the Sabres didn't. I did not have a good New Year because no, the Sabres, the Sabres no. ruined my New Year. Because right now I'm in Sabres depression right now. Yeah. It's it's not good. Uh, they they don't look good at all right now. Everything you could possibly fear would happen. Joe, a few a few months ago, there's an ant there that I just crushed. Uh, a few months ago, we were saying for this to go off the rails, there has to be a catastrophic failure. Right, mm-hmm. there has been a catastrophic failure. Yes, we. W- I I remember us saying for them to miss the playoffs, they would have to. Um, it would be a colossal meltdown. Mm-hmm. Might have said, and I think that's happening right now. They had a nine-point cushion on the Boston Bruins, and that has disappeared. And the Bruins, after winning the Winter Classic at Notre Dame against Chicago. Past the Sabres, the Sabres now occupy the first wild card spot. So, so that's a nine point differential that the Bruins overcame. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me this team can't fall out of the playoffs. Uh, and the Islanders still have a game in hand too. And right. they and the, the Islanders face the Bruins next on Saturday. I want to say the Islanders are a damn good team too. I don't think they're that good on paper, but I mean they. I'll but play you the watch Sabres. them; they're they're yeah. a pretty good team. They, Their defense is. On paper, it's rough. Bad. But then, yeah. like, who is who is Mayfield? What's his first name? Scott Mayfield. Scott Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But that Islander game, the Sabres came out playing pretty well in that one. I thought they were dominating the Islanders. And then in typical Sabres fashion, like even going back to last year, they gave up that goal. Mm-hmm. And then it all goes downhill from there. And the Bruins game, too, I mean, you have a regulation win in your hands, you take a stupid penalty, and you blow the lead, then you blow it in overtime and grab in a power play. Mm-hmm. And I just want, we should have put a, a hot take warning at the start of the show, because folks, are, you might hear some stuff that contradicts what we have said earlier in the season. However, just remember, the Sabres' own commentator said, these guys are good, scary good. Okay, so we weren't the only ones buying the hype. Everyone was buying the Everyone hype. Everyone was. I mean, after everything that this fan base has gone through 
over the past seven, eight years or so. I you want to believe. You want to believe. And I think we all drank the Kool-Aid. They were not – they're not a top ten team in the NHL. I no. think everyone yeah. sees that right now. But they're – I don't think they're that good. They, they're a one-line team. Honestly, they're just a one-line team, and they were being carried. And in the winning streak, they were winning by the skin of their yeah. teeth. Even Okay, watching those games, and I think I might have said this on the show before, but I definitely said to myself or on the TCB Twitter or something, how were we winning games? Like, how 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 are, how are we possibly stealing some of those games during that streak? I don't know. Because we did not play very well most of those games. Yeah, it was mostly they just played. They played their way into it. It's, in the it's final like we like wins like they fell into our lap or something. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I I had always questioned how on earth are we even winning games? Well, one thing we gotta play. Uh, excuse me. Uh, teams probably weren't taking them seriously then, yeah. but now they are. They figured us out. Yeah, I mean they shut down. The Eichel line has been shut down the last two games. Since and the holiday break. hurt now. He might not even play tonight against the Panthers. Yes, that's right, And folks. the Sabre killer, Roberto Luongo, is expected to start in goal, too. So I'm not expecting a win tonight, I'll tell you that. And Evan Rodriguez is ex- expected to center the top line in Casey Middlestad is still getting the revolving door of garbage to mediocre wingers. So that's that, fun. That's how you screw up a prospect. Yes, that is one thing. The past couple games, I'm starting to get worried that they're going to ruin Middlestat. Mm-hmm. I'm really starting to get worried. I'm, I think he's playing well. I mean, against the Bruins, he had a couple bad turnovers, but that doesn't mean he had a horrific game. I think he he's playing well. He's just not producing. And the, I think the production will come. But you have to give him good wingers. You have to. And it's just it's frustrating to watch. Nobody's producing outside of Eichel, Skinner, and Reinhardt. You have the people out there that are, like, furious about Reinhardt for some reason. Like, the guy's producing, and they're like, oh, it's only because he's playing with Eichel. He can't produce with without Eichel. And, I, of course, he doesn't get a point. The the two two periods that Eichel's out against the Islanders. But still, I went back. I went all the way back to last season to where Eichel was injured. Reinhardt had 13 points in 16 games. Yeah, garbage without Jack Eichel, but... That's besides the point. Now, we're going to get more into this later, I believe, or we might just get into it now. But it all falls on the coaching. And its not, I don't think it's too far out there to say. Uh, I don't think Phil Housley's system is working quite well. I think it, it – you go through – Two completely different lineups over two different seasons. Now, I know last year's roster was horrible. Probably six of those guys aren't even in the league anymore, not even in hockey. So, of course, you're not going to have good offensive production last year. But now it's somehow spilling into this year where you have more playmakers, you have better hockey players, and somehow we still can't score. And I was outraged by... This interview that uh, Vladimir Sobotka had. I, I know you told me about the yes. interview. I, I didn't listen yes, to it. Yes, I told you about this. It was before the Boston game on WGR. Paul Hamilton was interviewing him in his pregame player interview. And 
Hamilton asked him, we know, like, we've seen you score before. Granted, he's never scored more than 11 goals, but still, I mean, he has two goals, and both of them came in one game halfway through the season. And Hamilton's like, what do you what do you think happened? And Smokta goes, and he, he, he kind of ratted his coach out, in my opinion, right here, if you read between the lines. That's the thing, you got to read between the lines with this quote, okay? And that's what I did. He said that, uh, I, it's, I have a different role on this team, pretty much. Why are you giving him a different role when he's scoring 11 goals a year on the, the third or second line? That is good middle six production. What what role is Sabotka supposed to be playing? He's a fast guy. He's he's a, 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 a limber dude. He can move. I mean, what, what kind of role is, is Housley putting him in that's been such a detriment to his game? But doesn't that make doesn't that add up though? I mean, like Sabolka's a fourth line guy. I yeah. I mean, the Blues in his time there were getting production out of their bottom six. I'm like, if he can chip in eleven goals, that's fantastic. That's great for a fourth line. I mean, guy. he has two I don't goals. Know, I don't know what line he was playing on. Nobody's scoring. That's the thing. Like you can, but why is that? I yeah, I don't know. I I think it's it can't be the players. I think it's the coaching, and I think it's the players. Like, I mean, look back to last year; these guys weren't producing either. The guys that are still it's, here are not producing. One of my biggest peeves with this team is they're so lackadaisical. They 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 they're so off the puck. They wait for the play to come to them. I, I don't even want to look at the possession numbers the last they're not couple good. games. The, they're horrible. If, if you follow Sean Tierney on Twitter, he every morning he puts up these charts. Mm-hmm. Like I I I'm trying to get an analytics. I just can't understand it. I'm sorry. I'm, I I want to get. I want to know what this stuff means, but I just I just can't. Sorry. Yeah. But anyways. Uh, it's pretty. I'll, I'll look it up right now, actually. But when you find that, I just want to say, the, do you like? Do these? Do you think these players don't want to be in on the play? They don't want to be aggressive. They don't want to be getting offense. Or are they being taught to not? They're being told like how to play this system, and it's not working. It hasn't worked. I don't know what else to say, just because like, it's, it's just, just like frustrating. It's I frustrating. Mean, yeah. I mean. You saw the first period of the Islanders game. We were flying, at least the first 10 minutes. And then something bad happens. I don't know. The Islanders finally get possession, and we just quit. We quit. We we had three scoring chances. Couldn't bury any of them. I mean, it's it's easier said than done, but why can't they bring that intensity and that level of play every game? Uh, what it, What is so hard about that? Just wanting to play and wanting to win. Yeah, that's the thing. It looks like they don't have the passion mm-hmm. like they did earlier it, in the season. It's like Housley is saying, all right, boys, you had a good practice. I'm going to reward you by letting you go out there and play without a without a leash on. Let's go. I'll give you 10 minutes of free time. Let's go. Like, it's recess. I'll get, I'll, for 10 minutes for the holidays, Merry Christmas. I'll let you guys go play the, without me watching. The best part about that winning streak was the feeling that they, they're always in it. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. No. I just, they can't score. That's my issue. I get, yeah. A lot of other people's issue. Their power play <laughs> is horrendous. Mm-hmm. They Their penalty kill has turned has turned around significantly. I think they're, they're top 10. They might even be top 5 in the league right now. And I give credit to Steve Smith, the new 
assistant coach who's in charge of the penalty kill on that. But Davis Payne, who I believe is the power play coach, the assistant coach is in charge of the power play, has ruined this power play. Because when Bob Woods was here, mm-hmm. number one power play in the league. Yep. And that was with bad personnel. The iron jaw himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The the personnel has improved year after year mm-hmm. under pain, and it has only gotten worse. Mm-hmm. I th- It's probably gotten a little better. I would imagine it's a little better compared to last year's, considering they were the worst team in the league. But still, this is not with a- the personnel on this team, your power play should not be that bad. They can't yeah. score on the power play. I mean, they, they scored in the last game. Kyle Poso finally got on the board, but... But still, like you have Eichel, Skinner, Darlene, Ristolainen, Thompson, and Middlestat get some time on the power play. Rodriguez, even Kyle Poso, like you should be able to score. You should. That's that personnel. You should at least be in the upper half of the league. Mm-hmm. At least. This is not a compliment to the coaching staff. What I'm about to say, it's a compliment to the player. But with Eichel out for most of the game against uh, the Islanders, I believe it was. Uh, yeah, the Islanders. Evan Rodriguez was on the first power play, and he was quarterback in that thing. Yeah, I know. And, that, and he was—he looked darn good. He, I mean, Evan Rodriguez is a nasty player. He is a really good hockey player. Like you think, the kid was undrafted, and he came out of out of uh, BU skating like an NHL player, like playing like. The hardest thing to find and to teach in a young player is skating. And he comes out of there with NHL-level skating. He's one of the best skaters on the team, even. And uh, yeah, I, don't I don't know how he just... wasn't drafted. No, I know. It's it's impressive. Of course, I wasn't watching him when no, he was no. 17, 18 years old. But right, took him that long. He's a fine player. I know he gets a lot of flack by some fans for some reason. But I don't know why. he's far from a problem. He takes on a this beating. Team. He takes a beating every mm-hmm. game. Yeah, Evan Rodriguez is not the problem. Uh-oh. Back to. Uh, the analytics that we were bringing up earlier. Go follow Sean Tierney, Charting Hockey, on Twitter. So you've seen these, right? Yeah. These oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like uh, it's like four quadrants on this graph. There's underperforming, good, overperforming, and bad. And most of the time, like, there's a dull, boring, good, fun, bad graph, too. More often than not, the Sabres are in the... I believe that's quadrant three, I believe. One, two, quadrant three. three is like always the worst one. Yeah, that's not good. Quadrant three is always the worst one. The Sabres are currently in the bad quadrant with the Coyotes, Panthers, Senators, Blackhawks, Canucks, Kings, Oilers, Rangers, and Red Wings. So if you notice one thing from those teams in that quadrant, they're not good teams. No. So the Sabres are probably the best team out of that quadrant, but they are... Kind, they're like, I don't even know how to describe this. They're like right near the line between overperforming and bad. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, there's that. I'll try and find another one. The Hurricanes are like majorly, majorly underperforming. And this is uh, great expectations team goal goals for percentage. Mm-hmm. I believe that's what it's. And the Lightning for. are just insane they're the outlier in good way Mm -hmm. and here is shot share buffalo in the lower half for that as well pdo which is like luck i believe Mm -hmm. that's a pdo yeah a look at lucky unlucky fun and dull in the nhl buffalo along with the bruins kings ducks and stars also the oilers are in the dull category buffalo somewhere in the middle between 
uh, dull and unlucky. So that's that's fun stuff right there. Another dull team. You know, these are pretty accurate analytics right here because I can. Yeah. yeah, I've watched almost every game this season, and yeah, ever since I've had more free time, I've been working mornings lately. I've been able to watch most, if not all, of the Sabres games, and they have been—they've not been good. So I, I apologize. I feel like I've jinxed this team, but yeah, this is just—it's not fun to watch them anymore. And I miss—I miss that streak. Can they go on another ten-game win streak? That would be the most ideal situation here. To recover, we're gonna need like a five-game winning streak. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. I mean, October six four and two, they get off to a pretty decent start, and then in November they're eleven three and one, and then it's just wow, there you go. And then December four six and three, not good. So I I forget the stat that you brought up like right in the beginning of the season, it was something like they need seventeen points a month or thirteen points. Around, a month. I think it was like sixteen. Yeah, points sixteen a month, points yeah. a month to make the playoffs. I mean, you had a bad month. Every team has a bad month, eventually. So maybe it was just a bad month. That's the thing. It could be. There's still a chance. Maybe the All-Star break comes and we go on a rampage. You don't know. You don't know. Yeah. And hopefully Jack Eichel's okay. I feel like we're neglecting to mention this. Uh, Yeah, Eichel's hurt. Jack Eichel's (laughs) hurt. Uh, They can't score. And uh, Roberto Luongo's in that tonight. Things are as worse are as bad as they could possibly be, quite frankly. Our, this is our worst nightmare is coming to fruition right yes. now. The only the only positive thing is that we know on paper our team is pretty darn good. On paper. On paper. Yeah. If the on paper can translate to the on ice there's still a chance if Housley gets his act together unless these guys play. Because it is Housley. I refuse to say it's the players. You don't just lose your desire to win. Okay? Then uh, I'm, our fortunes I don't change. even know what to think about Housley. I honestly. mean, like... I don't know if he's good. I don't know if he's bad. I mean, it's... Who's the guy that you're going to blame if when the team's losing? The coach. That's... Plain and simple. I mean, but I, I think it's justified this time. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Nobody was talking about when they're winning. I mean, obviously. And he Housley was getting coach of the year talk when they were winning. I know. It's all about. I thought that was a little ridiculous. What's going on? How you know? like you? You could think like beneath all that, Housley's not the coach of the year. Are you kidding me? The, That's a basically joke. coach. Coach and GM of the year is. Okay. Did you? A team that finished in last yeah, place that's, that goes it's to ridiculous. the playoffs. That happens every year. Go look at all the Jack Adams. 2006 was the greatest Jack Adams award year ever. Lindy Ruff, Peter Laviolette, they were up for it. Those were coaches who really deserved it. They pulled their teams out of the doldrums. Like, those were guys that really deserved it. Ever since then, like, everyone who's won the Jack Adams has been fired. Like, uh, was it Mark Crawford with Calgary? Who was it? No, it was... Bob Hartley. Bob Hartley. Yeah. <laughs> That's similar names, whatever. Uh, Bob Hartley won it. Boom. Out of the league the next year. Yeah, I remember GM of the year a couple years ago when Ottawa made the conference final. Peter Shirelli, mm-hmm. uh, Pierre Dorian, and I forget the, the third one, but like literally two of the worst GMs in the league yeah. up for GM of the year. Exactly. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, remember when the Tampa Bay Lightning, when the Sabres were above them? Yeah. Sabres have 48 points, the Lightning have 64. Yeah, the Lightning are insane. Yes. 41, no, 31-7-2. The Leafs have a significant cushion on the Sabres now as well, 54 points. Like, anything less than the Stanley Cup for the Lightning at this point is just complete mm-hmm. and utter failure. And the Sabres are tied with the Bruins, 48 points, but the Bruins have 21 regulation overtime wins. Just imagine if we... 18. Imagine if we had Mike Babcock. I I don't think it makes a difference. I I I will die on this hill. Coaching does not ma- I coaching is not as big of an issue as people make it out to be. I think it honestly I think if Mike Babcock would have come to Buffalo, he would have been fired already. Plain and simple. I think he would have been fired already. Hey, I I mean because Leaf fans even have problems with Babcock. I cuz like oh cuz he doesn't like their golden boy Matthews. No, I think it's because they want Matthews some to coach of the, the some of the people that are brought in because of Babcock. Like uh, I'm trying to think of some of these names. They get more ice time. Like Ron Hainsey is oh, like a top yeah. pairing defenseman. Yeah. I feel like like Mike. Who knows? Mike Weber would still like be here if Babcock was the coach. Like he'd, he'd be a big Mike Weber guy, and fans would not like that. So I think. Like, you can say, oh, Mike Babcock, would have, we'd be in the playoffs by now if Babcock was here. That's a boatload of crap. The teams have not been good. This year, it's much better. I love Mike Babcock. But Babcock would have been fired. He's just a great Like person. any other coach. So I don't know. He's Mike Babcock, though. You got to give him I don't know. I don't think he'd be fired. Oh, yeah. I still remember the race for that. Mm-hmm. He was like, he oh, was, well. was going to come here and then oh, oh, backed we, out last second. We missed Babcock. Oh, oh, hey, Dan Bilesma. Dan ba- oh, yep. hey. Sabres always got him. Second choice. Yep. Brad Richards doesn't want to come here. Oh, we'll just give Billy Lano second best. Oh, Babcock. Dan Bilesma, former cup winner. Stamkos. Oposo. That's fine. Mm-hmm. How about Kyle Oposo? Finally scores. Uh, Wasn't Lucic the big prize, like the real prize that off season though? I think Stamkos was always going to resign. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, I was thinking about that the other day. But I mean, I mean, that's one good decision Marie made was Oposo over Lucic. Yeah, the best decision would have been not sign anybody and just stay the course. But hey, that's what true. are you going to do? Kyle Oposo. A lot of people are frustrated, including myself. Well, yeah. I thought he had a decent game against the Islanders. Even He scored, too, which was nice, finally getting on the board. I thought he had a pretty good start to the season, but right when everyone else stopped scoring, he stopped producing as well. And that that could be the counterpoint to <clears throat> my coaching argument, is that guys like Oposo and, and, and Pominville, they were scoring at the start of the year. Now Tage Thompson not. was. And now they're not. So I don't know. Some There's a trigger Somewhere that has changed. I want to know if that... We always heard about how the, the locker room, they, they loved each other. They were so uh, talkative and whatnot, and they got along so well. I wonder what the atmosphere is like, because we don't hear anything about it anymore. We don't hear, uh, you know, mm. the boys are talking all the time. We don't we don't hear that anymore. Overconfidence, maybe? Who knows? I don't know. I think I don't know. I think maybe they, they, they bought into it, too. They bought into their own hype. Maybe. But, yeah, how do they... How do they get this... How do they start scoring again? That's mm. what I want to know. They, I think it's time to shake up the lines, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not talking. Oh, just move Sabotko with Oposo, like big time. Shake up the mm-hmm. lines. I'm talking. Uh, put Skinner and Reinhardt with Middlestead, and then just put I don't know Pominville Oposo, 
on the right wing with Eichel or put Sherry with Sherry with Eichel as well. Because you know whoever is with Eichel, he's going to produce mm-hmm. and he's going to elevate their production. That's something that needs to happen. They need because I think Middlestat's production will go up if he plays with Reinhardt and Skinner. And you can tell me all you want that Reinhardt is only good with Eichel. That's a, that's a lie, a straight-up lie. As I mentioned earlier, Reinhardt, 13 points in 16 games without Eichel last year. And the <clears throat> advanced stats when from the Islanders game, Skinner and Reinhardt were both two of the best players on the ice, eye test and numbers for the Islanders game when Eichel was out. So, I mean... That's just an excuse because people don't like Sam Reinhart because he's not William Nylander or Leon Dreisaitl or whatnot. That doesn't mean he's not a good player. So stop. Sam Reinhart is a fine player. Yeah, he's not a trailblazer or I don't even want to call him elite, but he is a very good player. So enjoy what you got. He's producing. There's no need to complain about him. But anyways, yes, I think it's time to blend these lines up. My take on Middlestad at the moment. I think, for the time being, we are making him out to be better than he actually is. He, He's not good enough to carry his own line yet. That's why I, I, I wouldn't agree with him with Skinner and Reiner, because you wouldn't see much difference, because he's not going to be setting up guys left and right and, you know, throwing ninja stars around creating points. Here's a radical idea I have, Okay. At this point in the season, and that's the thing. It might be a little too late for us to even consider this. But, and the lineup would, of course, get weaker. Could Middlestat in Rochester hurt his production at all? I think it would help his development, honestly, but I don't think it will happen. Right. It won't But happen. And that's a shame, because why can't it happen? Why not? If they didn't send Tage Thompson down earlier when he was right. struggling, they're not going to send Middle State. Because I do truly think he's playing fine. It's just the production is not there. I just think he's made a lot of glowing errors. Yeah, he hasn't like been the, the turnover in front of that against Boston really stands out. If he's me. not going to be the Casey Middlestat that we were expecting him to be and that we saw in college and in the World Juniors, and I know he was against kids, but still, we were expecting him to be that player. That's why he's up here. Why not send him down and have him play with all the other guys down there and develop his game down there? Maybe a conditioning stint? Just yeah. a little... It's not time. that crazy idea. People are scared. I feel like people have avoided saying this because, oh, it's Casey Middlestead. You can't do the Casey Middlestead. He's, he's amazing. But, I mean, he's still... Why not? Why not? He's a young player. Like, it can't do him any harm. Okay, it'll harm the team for the time being. If the season really goes off the rails, send him down there for the playoff run for Rochester. I don't think that would happen either. It seems like if you're on the team for the whole year, you don't go down to Rochester for the playoffs. It it makes sense. To, I just think, though, like... It makes sense, but I don't think it'll happen. you got to get him as much hockey as you can. If we're out of the playoffs and Rochester's in, I don't know if there's any rule where you have to be on an AHL roster at some you, point. Yeah, on the trade de- the day of the trade deadline, you have to be on the AHL roster to play okay. in the playoffs. Then that, then see, then that probably won't happen. But, but it can I mean, be a paper move. I think right. it happened last year with a couple guys like Casey Nelson mm-hmm. uh, trying to. There was another guy, I forget his name, yeah. at the time being. But 
I don't think it'll happen. Honestly, yeah. I just don't because they need centers and they just don't have exactly. guys right now. And I and I think we can go on to the topic of trades now. Uh-huh. I don't think they're gonna do anything. No, not not at this not at this pace. I I because I truly think Jason Bottrell is going to stay the course as he should. As a fan and as a, a fan that wants to see this team make the playoffs, they can't do any moves to make any moves to harm the future of this team. Mm-hmm. Everyone is castrating Tim Murray over trading these picks, trading those picks for O'Reilly Kane, Leonard, uh, Fashion even. But now the same fans are saying, oh, let's move one of those first-round picks for a guy. They can't. No. They can't. No. They, I, why? What? It, honestly, like when you think about it, does it make sense to go trade for a rental right now? No. No. One guy is not going to fix the scoring issue. That's another thing I have. One man is not going to... C.J. Smith is not going to... We forgot no. to mention he got called up, but he's not going to change. C.J. Smith is not a world scoring. beater. He's C.J. Smith. Like, he's not... Do you know how many guys succeed in the AHL and then get called up and do nothing? He, If he ever becomes an NHL player, which mm-hmm. maybe he will, maybe he maybe won't. He will, he's, maybe probably, he probably, he's probably a fourth-line yeah. energy guy. He's not Yanni Gord. You know? <clears throat> like, do you know how... Like, you, you know, I'm just saying hypothetically... How hard it is to find a guy like Yanni Gord or a minor leaguer just comes out of nowhere and that doesn't happen. In obliterates Buffalo, the league. Way. No, does not happen. It doesn't happen. Now Housley, back to Housley. He was a he was a Pagula signing. He wasn't a Botchel signing, correct? He was hired before Botchel. No, uh, it was Botchel and then Housley came in. <sighs> okay, well, damn. <laughs> ah, I'm sure. That's uh, minus Pagula two points for Botchel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it. this is so frustrating. I feel like this is the same mood in this studio from a year ago. No, you know what, though? This season of the Charging Buffalo has not been a broken record. Yes, that's true. We haven't been repeating. I mean, it's been... There's stuff to talk about. I think we only did 17 episodes yeah. last year. We're already at 19. So. There is intellectual discussion going on about this team. It's not just let's tank and let's get the top prospect and mm-hmm. me being bored all the time. Okay, this I I don't even want to bring this up, but I had this thought. Mm-hmm. What does this team need more than anything right now? A goal scoring. <laughs> no, mean? like a position. <laughs> what position does this team need more than anything right now? I'm going to say, because I think I know where you're going. I might not believe this. Center. Yes. <laughs> you want Jack Hughes. Okay, Wait. okay. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they man. need a second line center. Yes. That can produce. Yes. Where do you get how like how how can the Buffalo Sabres acquire a second line center that can produce? Because I have always thought this. I never saw Casey Middlestat as a center. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna advocate this right now. They need to put Casey Middlestat on Jack Eichel's left wing. I don't care that Jeff Skinner is producing with Eichel. I think Jeff Skinner can produce with Evan Rodriguez. I think he can produce with Johan Larson. I don't care. Skinner's already got 20. How many goals does he have? 26? 26. He could have 30 by the end of the year and I'm okay. I don't care. 
I want to see Casey Middlestat produce. I want to see him produce. That is the number one thing that I want to see. So put him on the wing, but back to where, what I was talking about. What does this team need more than anything right now? A second-line center. Yeah. I mean, they had a second-line center, but they traded him away. But you know what? That was a necessity at the time. Looking back on oh, it, they, they probably yeah. need a guy like Ryan O'Reilly right now. But anyways, how do teams acquire second-line centers, top six centers? Ask Darcy Regeer. It's nearly impossible. Yeah. Nearly impossible. Darcy Regeer's downfall was he couldn't acquire a top six centerman. He lost two of them in one offseason. Yes, he <laughs> like, lost two of them in one offseason. I off don't season. blame him. I, I mean, I, I'm not giving him any sympathy. <laughs> he, he, he knowingly, willingly lost two of them on one day. Oh, I'm not giving him any leeway there. Anyways, That's his fault. How in God's name are they going to be able to find a second-line center? That's not a rental. A guy that can grow up with this team. I tell you, it's, I don't think it's a draft. Not right away. Not not right away, at least. No. But that's where you find those guys. And I'm not saying it's okay for them to just... Who do you... Where is this going? Where is this going? I'm getting there. I'm getting okay, there. Okay, okay. But just... I had a thought. They missed the playoffs. Yeah. And they won the lottery. And they got Jack Hughes. And they won oh, a couple of God. Could you imagine? Oh, come on. Could you imagine? I mean... I, uh, I Obviously, I want them to make the playoffs. I want Capo Caco. Capo Caco. Yeah. Please. I mean, yeah. did the hurt? Did the Hurricanes fans think they were going to get Andre Sveshnikov last year? No, absolutely not. So, okay. The more you say, like, what, what does this team really need? And I answer more and more positions. The more they the, need everything. The more they depressed still need I everything. get. They still <laughs> like, need uh, center, winger, yeah, defense. Like, <laughs> like the more press, pressing issue is they need a true mm-hmm. second line center. Yeah, but. I don't they even need know. a third-line center, too. I don't even know if Hughes would be that right out of the gate, though. I think he could. I mean, he looked impressive last night. He had a really nice move around. That, yeah, we we put Check in defender. his assists in at the top, but, yeah. I mean, they need they they need help. Send help. Send Buffalo some help, please. Oh, my God. This looks so... Uh, Bleak light right now. It's uh, this isn't fun. There's a lot of needs. Mm-hmm. The more we dive into it, I mean, I, well, we're gonna dive into the draft right here. But there's a lot of centers in this draft. But I'm thinking like you gotta just you gotta they have to pick a center this year. They have to. I mean, what do they have in the pipeline right now for center? Rasmus Asplund, Marcus Davidson. Those guys are. Gergensen's Larson maybe a little better when if if they make the NHL. They don't have a guy in the system besides Middlestat possibly who could be the second line center. They you gotta draft one. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna say this right now. Every single Sabres fan should be rooting for the St. Louis Blues. Yeah. Every single because you don't want the Blues to get Jack Hughes, because even if they keep the pick, you don't want them to be good next year if Buffalo gets that pick next year. So you want the Blues to be as bad as possible. So even if the Blues pick 11, you're going to be able to take a center there. I mean, Peyton Krebs could be mm-hmm. in their wheelhouse at that position. He's played center. I mean, I really like Kirby Doc. Mm-hmm. But the Sabres aren't going to get Kirby Doc because they're probably going to be a fringe playoff team. And I think Kirby Doc would be the perfect second-line center. 
going forward. He's bit, he's a big guy, can produce a playmaking center, and I think he'd be a safe bet to be at least a second line center. But you gotta be picking on top time to get Kirby Doc. That's the problem. So I don't know. Where am I going with this? I have no idea. But they need to address center. And trading for Kevin Hayes is not going to do that because Kevin Hayes is a rental. Mm -hmm. And what if Kevin Hayes doesn't want to sign? And what if you have to pay Kevin Hayes $7 million? Mm -hmm. I don't know. But teams aren't going to be trading you young top six centers. That just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. It rarely happens. And if it does happen, there's probably something wrong with him yeah so i don't know i often think about the o'reilly trade and yeah i've been thinking about it a lot i lately. do the, the mathematical equations in my head like the hangover scene that's I'm, I'm looking at my tv like zach elknax at the poker table and the equations are flying around in my head <laughs> like and it hurts my mind to think how would this team be different uh how would it how if we didn't make the trade how would it hurt us you know, stuff like that. Uh, I, is having two first-round picks really different from having three, you know? Uh, I think it, they're it, a lot better if they have Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. Sorry. I, I hate uh, to say it, but I do too. they are. It, I mean, he's scoring 26 goals without anyone on his line or with him. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Ah, this is painful. I, I mean, mean, we're going on a wormhole here. Yeah. Like, uh... Matt Kopnack brings us up a lot. He's probably one of the guys that was he was against the O'Reilly trade from the beginning, but I agree with him now. They they traded him at the wrong time. Yeah. Cuz they and the problem is well, the thing is Berglund was supposed to be the guy mm-hmm. to take pressure off Middlestat and that just didn't happen. Just did not happen. And they Middlestat is playing out of position. I mean, he's getting second line minutes most of the time. And it's just, that's the biggest problem. They're not getting production out of Middlestead. And I, I mean, I don't want to put the blame on him, but that's the problem. They don't have a second line center that's producing. And it's important that you have center depth, and they really just don't have that right now. So, I don't know. This is just painful. It's pain. It's th- painful. This is this is the most depressing episode of the Charging Buffalo podcast this season. Because... Like you think back to the first three games of the year, and even that was super promising. We were two and one. No, the first game was not promising. That, no, that, that was, first that game was a depressing no. one. I'm, no, that yeah. that one was not. But when, when we were two and one, when we beat Vegas, it was like, wow, this team's going to be exciting. I don't get that impression anymore. I don't get. No, I, I haven't been excited. When was the last time that we were excited watching one of these games? When? I can't think of it off the top of my head. I'm going to pull up the schedule right now. Yeah, I. Probably the San Jose, no, well, mm, probably even before that. Uh, I mean, we were excited. I was working during the Sharks game, the scary good game, but yeah. I, hmm. Probably Toronto. That was probably the last time we were really excited yeah. to watch the game. Because since that game, that's when the losing started. Yeah. They we got you, killed by the Flyers. Yeah. The Kings game, I was there. That was, that was... I mean, it was. Mm-hmm. They looked like garbage in that yeah. Kings game. I remember. No, we Coyotes game. The Coyotes game was promising. I mean, they played well. They won. They. I mean, At least yeah. we haven't been shut out in this bad stretch. Yeah, that's right. True. I mean, they shut out the 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 Ducks. And what we've only been shut out like once this year, I think. 
Have they? I think so. I don't think so. Well, let's check. Cause I'm checking right now. I don't think they've been shut out yet. Not yet. What I always want... Oh, well, they were shut out the first game against the Bruins. Cor- yeah, yeah, correct. But that's it. Uh, I always want this team... The 06 our, our weekly mention of the 6 team. We need, like, something for that because it's... Like, it's like a meme now. But the 6 team didn't get shut out once during that season. That is what I aspire, like, every good team to be. Don't get shut out. That's It's it's a benchmark. We have to talk about Carter Hutton. Yeah. It's time to let Allmark run with this. Hutton, I mean, he was good during the streak. He was good in the beginning part of the season. Mm-hmm. But... He's been giving up some soft goals every game. Every game it's been one. I mean, that the goal Brock Nelson scored, he had in his glove and it literally hopped over him and into the net. But he yeah. needs to stop playing the puck. No, I'm not going to tell him to stop playing the puck because that's like telling Rasmus Dahlin not to be creative. No, I know, but like... I, I mean, he's good at playing the puck. Uh, like, a goalie that plays the puck, you're going to give it away sometimes. But, I mean, he's caused two goals now, both against Capitals. Mm-hmm. I mean, goalies don't just give up goals like that or give up pucks that lead to goals all the time, right? Well, if you play the puck a lot, it's going to happen. I know, but look at a guy like... Uh, I mean, no, no, but, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's fine that he's given up bad goals, but, like, they've been losing by one goal all of these games, and that's mainly, like, two to one. His mistake in that Capitals, the second Capitals game, was the difference. But, hey, score more goals. True. Score more goals. Like, that, everyone put that Islanders loss on Hutton. They didn't score. It was 2-1. to one. I mean, or 3-1 yeah. to one with the empty netter. But he, and we had he made that amazing save, the stick save. Mm-hmm. He made, I mean, he made two amazing saves. I mean, with one of those go in and he makes that Nelson save, it's the same result. The goaltending is the least of our worries still. Mm-hmm. And I and I could criticize Carter Hutton, but still, if you want to blame the goaltending strictly for this losing, I think it's, it's mainly it's, because people want to see Allmark. That's yeah, what, but I want to see Allmark too. Mm-hmm. He's what is he? Twenty five. I mean, he you got to give him a chance. But, he has to be given a proper chance at being the starter. Like this, right. This was supposed to be tandem. But I mean, and it's been not even close. Blaming Hutton is like the lowest hanging fruit. Yeah, it, it's 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 so easy to do blaming. It's goalie. easy to blame the coaching. It's easy to blame the goalies. Mm-hmm. That's plain and simple. That's what happens. But the guys in the end. That winning the games is the offense, man. And the offense has been dry. Uh, I, I'm going to try and find it. Uh, they are strictly Mike, to blame. Mike right Kelly now. tweeted this out. Mm-hmm. It was like tw- since uh, I'm going to find it. Sorry. Some kind I don't of remember it off the top of my head. Weird offensive stat, I'm sure. But I think Hutton has been fine. He has certainly not lost us any games strictly based on his own play. Maybe a few mistakes here and there, but he hasn't been horrible he's not uh let's think here hmm who's like a really bad goalie he's not like kelvin pickard you know he's not gonna lose you a game all by himself but uh hutton's won us some games too they're not where they are in the standings without carter Hutton. exactly sorry to break it to everybody but 
That's he's true. not the problem. Like goaltending is. Oh, and not I didn't mention this. The Sabers aren't going to fire Phil Housley this season. I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. There, it's not going to happen mm-hmm. unless they lose like 25 of their next 30. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, I'm trying to find this stat. I am really trying to find this. I just cannot find it. Where is it? Well, uh, I. There's other news up there. Um, I don't know if you want me to go. Oh, yeah. Get into the World Juniors. We haven't talked about that yet. World Juniors. Uh, yeah. So there was two major upsets yesterday in the quarterfinal. Finland, the perennial underachievers in the World Junior Championship, defeat Canada. Canada will not medal Thank this God. season. Or this year. And the Swiss defeat the Swedes. And remember a year ago in Buffalo, mm-hmm. the Swiss coach was saying that pretty much crapping all over his team. Yes. Calling bad, we're not good enough, we can't beat Canada. They go out there and beat Team Sweden. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. Rebuilding Swiss. The Swiss... Are at least going to play for the bronze. Is that not wrong, or is that wrong? Uh, they're yes. in the they're in the semifinal. Yeah, they will be. They'll be in a medal game. So sure. it <clears throat> is down to Russia, Russia, USA, Finland, Finland, and, and Switzerland. Switzerland. What a weird final four. Mm-hmm. Sweden, every year round robin champions. They've won forty eight consecutive round robin games, but can't win the big one. For real, they lost in the championship last year. When was the last time they won gold? Oh, I couldn't tell you. Right. Peter Forsberg, maybe. Yeah. They're the Washington Capitals, pretty much. The Washington the Capitals. The old school Capitals, yep. yep. Uh, here's a stat from Mike Kelly on his appearance at WGR. He says, they're obviously struggling right now with their depth scoring. Ever since the winning streak ended, Eichel has 21 points. Reinhardt has 21 points. Skinner has 12 no other Sabres forward has more than three. That's really bad. Yeah. Really bad. That's terrible. In all caps. But, back to the World Juniors. Uh, Matei Picard, his tournament's over. I got to watch a couple of his games, actually. And uh, I thought he looked okay whenever I've watched him. But, again, he's I think he's still only 18, so... I'm guessing he had a fourth line role. He got a little bit of time with the Mechas line, I believe. So he, next year, when like Mechas won't be there anymore, Zadina probably won't be there. I would assume, unless he's too old. I think he'll be too old at that time. But and Martin Kaut might be there. Who knows? But those first rounders aren't going to be there next year. He'll probably have a a way more important role on the Czech team next year. So uh, I like Matej Pekar. I think fans are really overhyping him, but he's a good prospect. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matias Samuelson, uh, I don't have NHL Network at my house, so I haven't been able to uh, watch USA because they've been playing all the late games. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to stay up in, at till 1 a.m. to watch Matias Samuelson, but I'm critical over Samuelson. I don't really like him that much as a prospect. 
And I went back and looked at the draft, and I counted 11 players that I would rather have than Matias Samuelson. So that's not good. Mm-hmm. The first game, I watched the first game, slow, really, really slow, uh, slower than I remember actually, but very solid defensively. I think could he be an NHL or brought, maybe? I I don't know. I I don't like him that much, honestly. Uh, I heard he had a really rough game against, I might have been like the second or third game. Might have been against Sweden. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm not the biggest Matias Samuelson fan out there. But, oh, well. It's yes. okay. I mean, I really don't like the fact that he's playing at Western Machine. Yeah. Really don't like it because you're a top, you're supposed to be a top-end prospect and you're playing for Western Machine. I mean, yeah. I don't know. But he was a safe pick. He was, I mean, could he? He'll probably be, if he's not going to be a top four defenseman, I just don't no. see it, especially the way the game is trending. He'll probably be a fifth, sixth guy, maybe kill some penalties, but who knows? I, I, <clears throat> that's probably the most, the most criticized Jason Bottrell move on my part. I do not. I don't like the pick. I just don't like it. I mean, I'd rather have Bodie Wild. I think a lot of people would rather have Bodie Wild, one of the best defensemen in the OHL this year. But character issues because he decommitted from uh, Michigan. So, oh well. Uh, on to Uko Pekalukinen and Oskari and I fortunately did not get to watch Team Finland because the one time I was able to watch, they weren't on TV for some reason. But anyways, Loxanen by all accounts has been Fantastic. Lukanen, I watched the highlights of the game against Team USA. They lost 4 nothing. All four of the goals Lukanen gave up were horrifically bad. His five-hole game is not very good. But really had an impressive showing against... Uh, he had a good game against the Swedes. <clears throat> against Canada yesterday, too. So, yeah, good. Lukanen, he looks solid. Minus that game against USA, but... Lot to like about those two Finnish kids in the World Juniors. Mm-hmm. Definitely keep an eye out for them going forward here. Yes, yes. Uh, are there games tonight? Mm, not sure, actually. There okay. might be. I would get maybe they're. Uh, I don't know. They'll. Pr- I wouldn't be surprised if they give them a day off, but yeah. the tournament really goes fast, so I it also does. wouldn't be surprised if a game there are games tonight too. Mm-hmm. Uh, what next? What else do we want to talk about here? Oh, the third jersey. Yeah, it's confirmed. It, all but confirmed all that but the Sabres confirmed. are getting a third jersey next year. So what do you think it's going to be? I want to say it's going to be the Winter Classic one again, just because we've seen teams. But would they do white at home? I mean, uh, the Jets do it sometimes. <clears throat> Who's never seen that? Another team has a... Uh, I feel like another team has a white third jersey. I was just watching it the other night. I don't know. Well, the Jets have their throwback. The Jets have their Heritage Classic. Um, I mean, it's happened before. You know what I mean? The yeah. uh, the Canadians used to do it. But that was that was years ago. But still, I rest my case. Uh, the Leafs do it with the St. Pats when they do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, teams have done it. It's not 
completely out of the realm of possibility. But uh, the only difficulty is I don't know how they tackle getting rid of the NY in the logo because you don't see teams don't really bring back a whole template and just eliminate one little element of it. That's why I think maybe we might go with something royal blue. I think they go exact same template but royal blue, mm-hmm. and then they'll they'll obviously put the the yellow buffalo yeah. logo on both shoulders. I yeah. would assume. And yeah, I think I think that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. So I like that template too. Yeah. And yeah, why not? Why right. not? I like it. Uh, maybe they go because we don't know if they're celebrating the 50th anniversary next year. The Canucks are, mm-hmm. but they the Sabres celebrated their 40th anniversary in 2010-11. So that has not been 10 years ago yet. No. So I'm. You never know what's going to happen. But if they do celebrate the 50th anniversary next year. Maybe we'll get two New Jerseys, and I can spend six hundred more dollars. So that's now funny. one more little tidbit for those uniform nuts out there that care. Uh, the Canucks are also in the Adidas style guide as getting a brand new home and away set, and all and an alternate that is according to uh, Jersey Watch on um, uh, aesthetics is completely separate from their uh, Pavel Bure uniform that they're wearing for special nights so they're going to have four jerseys next year three of which are going to be completely new so that's quite exciting all right i wonder if they rebrand to johnny canuck i, I don't know i feel like maybe they they'll maybe they they'll go to find... back to the the rink the rink logo mm-hmm. with the hockey stick in it mm-hmm. i can't wait to see what their home and away is look like now maybe completely rebrand cure to the orca and everything maybe mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're going to go to questions now. Yeah. Why not? Uh, Dom asks, is it time to panic? I wouldn't say panic, no. but I'm getting worried. I'm getting worried. It's time to worry, but don't go into frenzy mode. I think there's still half a season to go. Mm. Okay, We saw everything, all the trials and tribulations this team went through in the first half of the year. The All-Star break's coming up. Teams go through adversity. Exactly. Teams turn around at the All-Star break. You know, so who's to say we, we won't be that? Granted, we need to pick up our pace of play, but... Uh, and score. And score. Yeah. If they can get secondary scoring, like consistent secondary scoring, not just Johan Larson every mm-hmm. every three or four games. Correct. So, yeah, I don't know. This is just tough. This is tough. Mm-hmm. This is... Uh, it's I don't it's like hard. Because we, we went through so much pain last year, and mm-hmm. the year before, and the year before, and the year before. Yep. That we saw a good team... For once, and they're just, like once you see them not performing to the level that you've seen in the first couple of months of the season, it's tough to watch. Indeed, but indeed. I'm not worried. I think I could. I could still see them making the playoffs. I could. I'm not. I don't think it's a guarantee now after the last month. But yeah, I got. I could still see them make it. I can't say they aren't going to make. I it. mean, Rick Jenner thinks they're going to make it. No yeah. doubt in his mind. Mm-hmm. He's seen more hockey than both of us, so. That's true. Uh, Rat asks, what do you guys like to see done? What would you guys like to see done with Alex Nylander, keeping Rochester, move on, or just get in the show already? Uh, Nylander had an assist yesterday, a very nice pass to Rasmus Asplund, I believe. And first game back from injury. Bring him up. What can it hurt? Put him with Jack Eichel. Put him with Jack. Why not? So then we can hear fans complain that he's only doing good because he's with Eichel. Mm-hmm. 
I'll take it. I think I want to see us give him some time with the club, okay, the big club, sooner than later. He'll be up with the team eventually. Yeah, but I would not be object. Uh, I would not object to possibly moving on. And really, finding another place for him. Yeah. What do you even get for him? You're selling low. I don't really know. You'd be That's selling low on him. That's that the thing. It's it's a big risk to actually trade him. I mean, at the, this stage in time, the Islanders traded Griffin Reinhardt for a first and a second round pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, if you can get that kind of package for him, I'd take it. Yeah. But you're not going to get that package for him. No. I, don't, I don't think. I think Nylander would have more value than Griffin Reinhardt in this stage in the game, though. But who knows. Mm-hmm. But I, but it, it was Peter Shirelli. Let's just yeah. be real there. But, yeah, I I want to hold on to him. I, I see him as Jack Eichel's winger of the future, possibly. So if you put him with Eichel, he's going to produce. And then mm-hmm. people are going to complain that he's only producing with Eichel. But if the, he wasn't producing with Eichel, people would complain that Eichel can't elevate his wingers. So you can't, you can't please some of these people no. sometimes. But, yeah. Uh, Nick asks, who wins the World Junior Championship? I'm going to go with Russia. Russia. Yeah. Uh, I think Finland takes it. Okay. I think Finland takes it. I, USA, they just don't. I haven't watched Russia, so I can't really comment on that. The USA is just not a very USA. Team. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I, just, like, I don't see it there. No. Uh, I think Finland takes it. I Russia could. I, how's Pod? Have you watched Russia? I watched a little bit of the Canada game. Mm-hmm. I was able to see, but I mean, four and zero in the preliminary round, beating Canada the way they did. Uh, they won late. They scored with, I think, like f- um, five or three minutes and some change left. Um, but I, I, they, I mean, they look like they're a classic group of Russian players. They're, yeah. they're a good team. How's Pod Colson looked? Pod Colson looked good from what I saw. Yeah. And it's very rare to have a draft eligible player play on Team Russia too, the way they mm-hmm. handle it, mm-hmm. and to actually play too. They really mishandled Svechnikov last year. Mm-hmm. And Owen asks, do we? Do you think we wait until the trade deadline to start making some moves, or do you think we should be head should get a head start so we don't fall behind? I think realistically, we wait till the deadline. If they do anything at all, it'll be at the deadline. And I don't want to say it, but it might be selling. Yeah, it, it, you know what? It could be. It could very well be selling. It could be addition by subtraction. True. Listen, I mean, they have pending UFAs on the team. Pominville. Uh, they could trade Scandella, they could trade Beaulieu, they could trade Gergensons, they could trade Larson. Mm-hmm. And then you bring up the guys from Rochester. Jason Botchel hasn't ruled that out. He said mm-hmm. we could bring up guys from Rochester. So instead of trading assets for Kevin Hayes, uh, Tan- no, not Tanner Pearson, but uh, like uh, Tyler Toffoli, uh, Charlie Coyle, they could trade a Larson and bring up Nylander or mm-hmm. keep Pilot up full-time. Pilot needs to play, by the way. I don't know why he's not playing, but, yeah, it could be something like that where you, even if they're in playoff position, you could trade a guy who's got a year left that you're not going to go forward with and bring up a guy from Rochester, and maybe it gives you a little bit of a boost. So mm-hmm. who knows, but, yeah, there is that. Uh, I, I'm not so sure about trades at this point. I don't like... I've I've been on this position all all along. Don't trade those picks. No. Cuz they need to find they need to find a 
a partner for uh, Mr. Dowling here, and they need to find a second-line center again because I don't see Casey Middlestat as a center going forward. I see him as a winger. So We're still very much in limbo mm-hmm. this season. Keep those picks. Keep mm-hmm. those picks. If anything, I would trade the Sharks pick. It depends on the player coming back, though. Yeah. They have to be young. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm talking like 22, 23. Like, I don't know, Mika Zabanajad. Yes, Mika Zabanajad. Mm-hmm. There's a name. There's a young enough player, second-line center. But are the Rangers realistically going to trade him? Probably not. But, yeah, I'd take a guy with Mika Zabanajad on this team. Second-line center can produce. Yeah, I would trade... The Sharks pick for Mika Zibanejad. Maybe a couple other pieces, too. But they they got to be young. They got to be young. Yeah. But, again, why would they do that? Mm-hmm. Why would the Rangers do that? Okay, I think that's all we got for this episode. Yeah. Right? Nothing else you want to touch on? Uh, Nah. Nah. All right. We'll be, we'll be back next week, right? Next, energy. next yes. Thursday. Yes. All right. Once again... We appreciate each and every single one of you for listening to us. We apologize for that little break, but you know what? Sometimes you just want to take a little bit of time off, and probably good good thing that we did take some time good off. Good for the psyche. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sabres are looking rough right now, but maybe next week it'll be a different tone. There's hopefully. always the promise of a happier mood. Mm-hmm. Sabres, Panthers tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it home? I think it's home. It's home. I yeah, believe. home game. Tonight, and then they got the Bruins next, so that's a big game. The Islanders are inching up closer. Montreal's a point back, so hopefully next week the Sabres will still be in a playoff spot. Uh, you can follow the Charging Buffalo on Twitter at the Charging Buff, also on Instagram at the Charging Buff. You can follow both of us on Twitter as well at JoeTCBNHL. And Luke as well at Luke TCB, but instead of the U, it is a V. And again, we appreciate you guys for listening. We'd love to hear feedback. Uh, you can DM us on Instagram, uh, DM us on Twitter, add us. Love to hear your feedback. Uh, next week, uh, if it's another rough week, leave us some suggestions what you want us to talk about because yeah. we don't want to beat a dead horse if they go out and lose three in a if row. If you want me, for example, episode. to. If you want me, for example, to write a song about the Sabres' troubles and sing it on the show, I, I would happily do that. Happily. That would be great. All right, so that's all we got for you guys this episode. We will see you next Thursday for episode 20.